Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sexting. Yes. Have okay. you done it? Sure. Do you do it? What yes. do, you, do you have any rules? Uh, well, I, I'm in a I'm in a relationship, Liz, so yeah. I try and only do it with my girlfriend. Yeah. Good rule. That's rule. Good rule. Rule one. <laughs> my darling's just, just I don't know what she how she reacted to that. Do, but do, yes, yes, I do it. Do, rules, I don't know. Um, I don't do it a lot. Uh, so when I do do it, it's fun and exciting, and it's yeah. not. Well, I was going to ask about the frequency. Like when you get into a relationship, is it something that like never happens anymore, or does you know? Or Generally, if... it crops up when because we live together. Yeah. We don't want to sext each other in our in our live in, when we're in the when same house. When you're sitting right next I'm to each a, other, I'm on a terrible data plan. But, <laughs> but, um, but when we're apart, a holiday apart, separately, Christmas yeah. or something, then then mayhaps like photos some... as well. Or are we talking? Okay, just... I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, well, I plead the fifth. <laughs> we, uh, uh, I asked for a lot of photos of her, and she <laughs> she sort of reluctantly asked them for, for me. Yeah, look. She's, I've got to say, and like as somebody who classifies herself as straight, the female body is much more attractive. It is. Oh my than god! The male body. I have no idea how straight women deal with the penis, <laughs> the balls, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It is the last turkey in the shop, and it is not. It is not. It is not nice. No. I don't know. No. Uh, so yes, that's so yes, sexting. Yes, with the odd the odd picture-oo. Yeah. I mean, Snapchat, right? Is good for. You yeah. Yeah. You know, you get these apps that instant that would delete, delete that you things. see when people are screenshotting. Yeah, should sure. they choose? What about yourself, Look, Elizabeth Best? I've, I've, I have, um, and I have sent photos. Um, but those photos now exist on phones. Yes, that are yes. outdated, but I don't know where they are. Yes, there's one, like there's one particular ex who I sent a couple of photos to, and I know that there is a flip phone sitting oh, yeah. in, in oh, landfill yeah. somewhere. That if someone <laughs> plugged it in, they'd be like. Hello, look at this pixelated breast. I don't know, but like <laughs> I would can I would commend them for having the charger on hand for the old the yep, old phone because yep. they constantly sorry, the mom. Chargers, um, I know she actually listens now. She called me up the other day and she's like, Liz. So I listened to the D and the Situationship episode. Uh. <laughs> She, I was banned from dating him, if you remember that. So she was quite pissed <laughs> off that obviously I didn't stick with that. Um, I, I believe you're gonna, you're probably gonna disappoint your parents in a whole whole cacophony of arenas. It may as well be on air entertaining people making. Look, if making somebody a small else profit. laughs when my parents are disappointed, great. it's an okay job yeah, by great. me. Welcome to Ghosts of Boyfriends Hello. Past. I'm here with Tom Harris. Yes, my dance partner is Elizabeth Best, and we are here with a guest today. 
today to chat about a story of relationships gone past because that's what we do. Yes, on, on this, this podcast, on this little show, we do it for you. So, like, enjoy, sit back, relax, and, and listen, and quietly for the for the for the brave soul that's entered our studio to yes. talk about their thing. Uh, Hopefully, some catharsis. So we have Marnie here with us. Hello, Hello Marnie. Hello, thank you so much. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for coming and gracing us with your presence. Marnie is actually on a little holiday from Sydney, so we're very lucky that she's found some time to sit down in the studio with us and we're have a, some chats. We're Thank a branch you. of the tourism industry. I in know. Come we to should, Brisbane. We should knock on the Guess Department on Ghost of, of Boyfriends Past. Yes. Yeah. Rated yeah. on TripAdvisor, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this That's was right. the most important. Well, I mean, seeing my family was important. This was almost as important. We this nearly, was, this we might have been. We, we nearly. We nearly clipped family. I love my family, but, you wow. know, talking about stuff is fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're flattered. Mm. Well, Marnie's here to, to uh, sort of bear her soul a little and tell a story about a, a, a relationship in her past gone by. But we do have some rules. We do have some rules. So we'll just run through the boring part, which is the rules. Now, the first rule is you have to have a false name for the person that you're talking about and for any other people that could potentially be identified. Yes, that's right. Um, the number two rule is no threats. So you can't make any online, I mean, on-air threats. Mm-hmm. Off-air, mm-hmm. we'll talk. But... Um, and then the third rule, Tom. Uh, Columbos at home who who know of uh, our guest today or orbiting satellites in the story uh, thereof. Uh, no doxing, basically. No, Don't get online and release, oh, I know this person, they live and work at XYZ. It's the don't be a dick rule. Yeah, if you basically. know who she's talking about, don't be a dick because that ruins it for everybody. Uh, so, yes, that's essentially uh, rules done for the new readers that, that keep finding our little show. Um, Hi, by the way, if you're Yes, brand new. hello, welcome. Listen to this episode, then listen to our whole back catalogue. Yes, there's, mm. there's quite a few to get through. Um, so basically it's over to you, Marnie, to begin in your own time, in your own space, in your own energy. All right, thank you so much, both of you. Um, okay, so I'm going to take us all back to late 2013 or early 2014. I think it was late 2013. I had recently been made redundant. Um, oh, that was fun. Yeah. I remember that. Gee, you might. Yeah. I worked at the same place. Yeah. And it was heartbreaking. The yeah. whole office, all 30 of us, except for there was like two people who got to keep their yeah, jobs. Totally. One fell swoop, all gone. Just mm-hmm. dominoes. That, was, that was quite I made a time. A, I made a bad decision at that time too. That was the time that I got back with the ex who ruined my life. Oh, <laughs> Trauma oh makes people make terrible decisions. Can confirm. Mm. I'm going to tell you a story about it. Let's um, go there. Yeah, that was a time. I was, yeah. Yeah, so I'd just been made redundant from, you know, a job that I'd been in for five and a half years and uh, got, you know, the little redundancy payout that you get. Um, Mm. And I sort of thought maybe it would be a good time to travel um, because I didn't have a job and I had a little bit of money. And I also, at the time, like for most of my 20s, I was quite severely depressed, unfortunately. Um, And I was, yeah, like I had no job. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was like, well, there was like a little voice inside me that said, you need to, you need to shake things up. You need to make a change like to get happy again. And I think like my mother is English and I had always, I don't know, I like Englishmen. They're cute. And I, um, <laughs> and I was like, I can get a British passport. Maybe I should just move to London, you know, cause I'm an Australian and that's what we do. We that's move to London. Do. Exactly. Well, so original. Yep. But that's Moving what so London. many of us yeah. do. Outside yeah. of these fair lands, exactly. Australians are a dime a dozen in that's, London. God. Mm, Oh, bloody hell. You can't swing a cat without hitting like 15 (laughs) Australians. You go there to be exotic, you're not exotic. 
Um, uh, so I – and I also didn't have, like, many friends online. And I, I had a friend who had a lot of online friends. And I'm like, I want online friends. That seems – you know, I like people. I like talking to people. So I posted on this forum that we used to use, which was, a like, a worldwide forum but based in America. And I was like, I'm looking to make online friends. Tell me, you know, I, this is what I'm sort of interested in. Tell me about when you moved overseas and it was the best decision you ever made. Mm. And so I did this post and, it, you know, a few people responded and obviously you don't stay talking to everyone. But I stayed talking to three guys. There was um, the star of our story today, Johan. Johan. Not his real name. But yeah, I was going to say. Good, good. Not his real name. Um, uh, my friend Bill, also not his real name. He's American. Johan mm-hmm. was um, European uh, and... And there was another guy who uh, like had a random trip to Belgium with once and then we like never spoke again. But um, <laughs> cool. so Johan, yeah, and Bill became quite good friends of mine. And then I did move overseas in March the next year, 2014. I went to London. I moved to London and I'd, I'd sort of lined up work there. I was very fortunate. I um, moved over there, you know, to, to have an adventure. But really it was to sort of just, I don't know, try to like myself again, like try to get back into my own my own life. And so, um, yeah. Yeah, while I was over there, I became increasingly good friends with these two guys like Johan and Bill. And it I genuinely posted on that post to make friends. You know, it is it is nice. Like because I was going to a place where I knew like one person mm. or something. Yep. And I it was someone I a former colleague and I didn't have, you know, friends in the place. And Johan lived in Europe. And I was like, great, we can actually we could potentially hang out. You know, that would be cool. We mm. could actually become friends. So um, that was nice. And, you know, we were like I started my job and working but continued to just be friends with this guy who was he was a, a great or I thought he was a great person he was really funny um, really smart very witty but also kind and silly and nice and he had a partner so he was from a northern European country and he lived with his partner in a uh I'm just no I won't say the city in a different like part of Europe um and that wasn't all that far from London and I was like great you know we can actually become friends and potentially meet in person and because I wanted to you know explore like while I was over there and it's nice to explore with friends and I thought that would be really exciting to mm. yep. to go somewhere with someone that I'd met online and I did that with that guy from Brussels who I like never spoke to again but um yeah so so Johan thought he was a good guy um he was really into comedy and the Edinburgh Fringe Festival or Festival Fringe rather yep. um uh was not far from London and he so I moved there in 2014 you know we were we were friends then in 2015 he's like we should go to Edinburgh because we, we Great idea. We hadn't met by this point. Edinburgh, the Edinburgh Festival Fringe is a good time. Oh, like, it yep, is. Yep. I've been twice now and it's incredible. It is incredible. Um, unfortunately, the have you been? I have not, but oh, I have heard. So I know a Liz, lot of friends who have like, even pre- performed there. Oh, so it you'd be it's you'd be in heaven. It's just so great. It's such a great, creative, exciting thing to go to. And um, so Johan was like, you should see this comedian. We'll see this comedian. He was going to come with his partner. Mm. Uh, I'm going to call her Lisa. So Johan and Lisa were going to be there and I was like great I'll I'll you know be able to meet you two we'll go out for drinks like he was he was saying that we could do this stuff and he was telling me what shows I should kin and I booked a you know booked a hostel sort of bed for myself and I was like great this is happening and I so his so their relationship what I heard was that Lisa was also struggling um very badly with depression and their relationship was not a particularly happy one like they loved each other but 
they um, she wasn't happy in herself and it just wasn't what you would hope a relationship to be and and he would you know talk to me because we were friends like he'd, he'd say that she was struggling or he was struggling and um but I was looking forward to meeting both of them because they, they would fight like not not like physically but I know that they it was a bit volatile mm, sure. and um so I went to Edinburgh you know I packed my bag I got on the train I I went up north and um I was like so this is so I messaged him we we never spoke on the phone we'd never actually spoken to each other um it was all like messages or Facebook message or whatever and I I was like great I'm here this is where I'm staying and he just he just I'm like where are you two and he just didn't he didn't respond and so I had Mm. booked like three or four nights or something in this foreign city that I'd never been to and yeah it was a fringe festival but I I was there to meet my friend who never responded to my messages and I was like so I'm I'm recovered now but I'm just sorry I should have said this at the beginning I'm I, I am recovered from an eating disorder I used to suffer from binge eating disorder um and and when I was feeling sad like I was I was suffering really badly the whole time with it when I was in London and, mm. and before and a little bit after I got back which was in 2016 um and I had basically been stood up by my friend who just just was not responding to me at all. And I'm like, great, I'm here alone. And that's really really unfortunate because it sounded like he was excited. Yeah. He was planning yeah. and suggesting, yeah, yeah you got to do this, 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 this. Exactly. So, he, yeah, that, that hurts. It really did. And he was like, because he's a massive comedy fan, he was telling me comics to go and see. And so I'd booked all these shows to comics who he really liked, who I thought I would be seeing, you know, like we hadn't booked tickets next to each other. I suppose it was a bit vague, but I was like, great, I'm going to this as well you know you're gonna you're gonna go to see this guy as well and stuff and um and so I still had these tickets to these comics who he really liked and I was going alone so half the time I was um dragging myself across the city which is you know like getting from trying to get from one show at one Mm. side of the city to the next and the other half I was like crying or I was overeating or I was looking at Edinburgh Castle and like eating an ice cream that I didn't want and feeling sad and rejected and being like why does my friend not want to be my friend and and being half a world away from yeah. the people who are your comfort exactly. zone and support network yeah, as well. Yeah, totally. It was um it was it was a hard time and it it's like it's just a really good example of where I was emotionally and in a mental health place because if that happened to me now I'd be like well fuck it you know I'm gonna mm. go have fun like whatever he's a douchebag um and oh sorry and and um yeah but he at the time I could not um I couldn't do that I was just too sad I was I felt really rejected and really really lonely and um I'm sure a lot of people listening will recognize that moment of you drifting around Edinburgh by yourself lost and lonely and scared and afraid and and all those all those emotions when you don't know and you can, you're not in that you're not in the headspace to figure out what or why or what you need or what how mm-hmm. you can change what you need or whatever how, how you feel it yeah. is a lost and lonely feeling I, I recognize that uh, myself yeah. you're sort of absorbed and you're so lost in your own your own un- sadness or unhappiness or and whatever it's, it is it's very difficult to be lost emotionally while you're also yes, lost physically yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's right. literally lost like, yeah yes. yeah um, like yes. in all senses of the word completely lost <laughs> yeah, I was 
Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. It was it, it wasn't ideal. I'll say that. It wasn't ideal. It no. wasn't what I'd hoped for. I still went to the shows, you know, still had to like still tried to have fun and, and then like on the last night I like started talking to some people outside a gig and I'm like, God damn it, I wish this had happened, you know, three days ago. Yeah, I could have sure. actually had fun. Um but but that was okay. Went back to London and he I'm a little vague on the exact details, which is annoying because I'm an editor and facts are important to me and I'm like, no, I wanna remember exactly how it happened, but unfortunately I can't. Um but we basically I think we would have gone for a few weeks without talking and then he like sort of slides back into you know the messages and I just rolled my eyes sorry (laughs) really hard I don't know if you could hear the sound of my eyeballs going back into my skull but that's what happened yeah so he um apologized and he said that I do know honestly I can't even remember if he said they went I cannot remember I think that the whole thing was just so awful and I was just so disconnected from myself that I can't even remember if they went he did say that they fought a lot and he did not want to drag someone else into that and I'm like yeah you're still I'm meant to be a friend mate like just text me and tell me that's what's going on like oh anyway Mm. um we became friends again and you know time was passing and his so his father was not a happy man he was um an alcoholic and he was not good to his mother and so Johan was you know confiding in me increasingly and I was doing the same with him because I sort of put that in the past I was like okay shit happens you know I forgive you that's fine um and we became like even closer friends so that was 20 so it was August 2015 the fringe I think and then um early the next year he sort of started getting a bit a bit flirty Mm -hmm. a bit flirty with me and he still had a partner at the time but I think Mm. we were both sort of because I was I didn't do much dating while I lived in London I had some sporadic one night stands I really just wasn't in a position to be my best self out there meeting people I didn't I really didn't I didn't date anyone long term at all while I was there and I just didn't have that part of myself to give which was fine because yeah it just, it's good that you recognize yeah, that though, rather you. than heading down a path of self-destruction yeah like, like yeah. one can do when one is not ready for dating and totally. one decides to do it anyway mm, mm. thank you I mean I did you know I tried I tried online dating a bit while I was there and I met some nice some lovely people and you know had fun like it's good to have fun in London it's a great place to do that it, it works well um but I didn't have any relationships and the whole time I was excuse me I was lonely and I just I've been in love before it was a long time ago um it sort of ended when I was 21 I ended it when I was 21 and when I was living overseas I was like 27 to 30 mm. um and so it, it was a long time it had been a very long time since I had been since I had felt seen and loved and accepted and I so I wasn't finding that overseas and um Johan was saying that his relationship was sort of breaking down and and I was there for him and I just remember being in like you know he, he was telling me about his father and how his his dad was just really difficult to be with but he had to be there to like care for him and I'm like I was doing my shopping and like you know Tesco in the middle of the day just like counseling him through this you know we were there for each other and and he was like I he said that they he and Lisa had not sort of had sex for like a year or something and he just missed intimacy and he missed and I'm like dude I know what you mean and then it sort of so there I guess it started like that but then it became him saying things to me that he really shouldn't have said because he had a partner yeah and he like he's an attractive guy he might not be attractive anymore I don't know personality wise I'm like "Mm." but you know face wise good face and uh (laughs) nice and tall which we like because I'm tall um yeah he just he was 
I would have said at the time, very much my type. Um, and that's, you know, why we clicked. We got on well. Um, and so when he started saying these things yes. to you, um, internally, what are you thinking? And externally, what did you do? I was very surprised and shocked and uh, taken aback. Um, I really wish that I could remember the details more. Like I have been looking back just to sort of prepare to talk about it. I looked back on some messages that I'd sent to one of my best mates because um, I didn't have any of the messages with him anymore mm. obviously like all of that's gone but um uh I think I think I was like thinking you shouldn't be doing this but I love you as a friend and I care about you and you're attractive and you're lonely and you're saying I wish someone were here to cuddle me and I'm like mate I wish someone were here to cuddle me mm. and and he I looking back at these messages yeah so I, I think it probably at first I wasn't receptive because I wanted to keep it within the bounds of friendship and you yeah. know just be like this isn't something that we should be doing but then as it sort of increased I was sort of getting drawn in and I really believed I started to because he was telling me that his relationship was basically dead it was dead in the water but he was in it because he couldn't leave her because she was depressed and he was worried about her and I was like okay so you don't want to be with Lisa anymore or you think that potentially there might be a time when you might not be with her and we live in the same part of the world so maybe I sort of started to think I'm trying that. so like I just literally no, bit fine. my tongue right no there. please trying, let no, no, loose no. tell no, me no, what no. you think of Johan not yet oh okay uh, you, keep, you keep going I'm okay. storing up my feelings okay all right wait, wait for Krakatoa to erupt <laughs> well you can't, you can't coax the it. steam is slightly <laughs> coming out of my ears it's just mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was definitely it's I was never in love with Johan and I know that. And I don't think I could ever be in love with someone I hadn't met. But I I love my friends. I love them. And mm. he was my friend mm. and I loved him. Mm. And um and I he, and he, fuck he was cute like ugh, just <laughs> like a really nice looking guy and I'm like damn it that why just, do you have to be so yeah. attractive and now you're like and he and then he sort of crossed a line when it was like it wasn't just, I wish, you know, I wish I had someone to cuddle. It was like he, I'd actually forgotten this until I looked back at the messages yesterday. And at one point he said, when my relationship is over, we should be friends with benefits. And I'm like, well, okay, okay. And he, his family had a summer house in this lovely part of Europe that he came from. And he sent me, he went there, he had to go back and sort some stuff out or something. I think his dad was there. And he sent me pictures of this like paradise looking beautiful home in this like next to a lake you know with mountains and just in it idyllic Europe just, just idyllic yeah. Europe my friend um like <laughs> postcard worthy yes and uh and he was like I'd love for you to see this place and I'm like I would love to see that place too and he's like there's a pier great for like lying you know lying around with someone and I'm like gee that'd be nice I've never been to insert part of Europe here um <laughs> I would like to see that with you. Like even the surroundings sound overly romantic, which well, makes me just go. Mm. But like it was beautiful, like legit, just from an actual. Like he was yeah, showing know, pictures of his but house. He's using it as a sexual weapon. Yeah, <laughs> it's not his fault. His family had a sweet summer house, but um, it. I see your point. He, like, I just will never understand it. But anyway, he, I was really believing. I was starting to believe that it could actually happen. Yeah. Yes. Um. And yeah. And I. And can I clarify? Yeah, you please. Have, you haven't met face to face. Not in person yet, nope. have you? Okay, sure. Nope, 
no, never met Johan. Ever um, talked on the phone by this point? No, no, did not ever speak on the phone. Just computer want, screens yeah, and the phone. Yeah, yeah, so just um, like we were Facebook friends for like a while, for at mm. least a year or something. And uh, and yeah, just I think it was mostly Facebook message and then it Great, sort just of wanted became, to clarify. Yep, no, that's fine. He he made a joke. He's like, you don't want to talk to me. I sound like a Formula One driver because um, <laughs> the, the place in Europe that he comes from, yes. lots of Formula One drivers. But anyway, we never spoke on the phone. And uh, but I really thought that it could happen, and I sort of towards this time. So this is twenty. Oh yeah, this is twenty sixteen. I was still not happy in myself, and I was very anxious when I lived in London. Like it, I went there for the right reasons, and I'm glad I went there. It was really good for me, but it was very hard. Mm. It was very hard on me to be so far away from my family and to have to sort of reestablish a new, like, build a social circle. You know, builds build a support network. And again, so glad I went. It really did help on my path back to self-love I'm really glad I went and it was like super fun as well but it was also really hard mm. like I was I was not a happy chappy I was my anxiety was quite bad I fell down the stairs at one point and broke two bones because I was Oof, so anxious about getting Jeez, um mommy. getting ready to go to did you not know this no yeah I was like it was a few months after I'd moved there and I um I was just so anxious that sometimes I I was so overwhelmed by the amount of things to do in London that I was like I don't know how to choose one so I'm just gonna sit here and watch 10 episodes of Say Yes to the Dress and then that'll be fine and then I'll like go to bed and that'll be my day in London. Cool, yeah, yeah cool. Great, great, great. Um, yeah, that seriously happened more times than I would like to admit. Um, and yeah, I was like, I'm going to go to, so this is, you know, yeah, not long after I'd moved there, I was like, I'm going to go to a music festival. Sorry, this is a bit of an aside, but I I was, I packed a suitcase because it was a camping festival and I had to get an early train like at 5am or something and I was living in an upstairs apartment and I um, was all frazzled because for me, travel tra- like, like traveling is a, an anxiety trigger and yep. I um, had to wake up early and I, I was like okay I can do this I can get this train across the country and go to this music festival and I'll make friends and I um, got up and I got my suitcase and I started walking down the stairs and I pulled my suitcase after me and I, oh. I tumbled down the stairs and I broke my oh. clavicle oh. and oh my no. wrist oh, yeah. and my daffy housemate appears at the top of the stairs she's like do you want can I get you a glass of water and I'm like no you can get me an ambulance Corinne you can get me an ambulance um, and so she did and anyway Anyway, so it just, yeah, I, I sort of worked out. I was there all up for about two and a half years. But in 2016, I sort of knew that my time there had come. Like, I, I was like, I need to go home. I need to just, I was so lonely at one point that I went for a jog and I missed my mum so much that I burst into tears and I hugged a tree. Like, I was, yeah. I needed to go home. Yeah. And so, so it, and it, is it around this time that you're getting sort of invitations from the continent to yeah, stay, at, to stay yeah, at, uh, yeah, with Johan? Yeah, right? yeah, okay. um, absolutely. And so... So the Johan proposition is looking in your eyes back then quite, well, quite sort of nice. He was got a, this idyllic farmhouse. It was looking very thing, nice. You know, he nice was boy. he was a support to me and someone mm. I thought cared about me. Um, and I so I was wrapping things up in London, and I can't remember the exact timeline, but anyway, I finished work in August, and he was like, "We, because that's you know summer over there." He's like, "I, you know, we should hang out this summer." Still with Lisa at this point, and mm. um, <sighs> yeah, and uh, and so I was packing up my bedroom in London, and his sister used to live there, and like we'd never met, like never spoken, but um. 
he I said just come just just come just come which in hindsight I'm like I can't believe you did that you know he had a girlfriend what the hell is wrong with you but it just well you needed some kind of resolution to this shit yeah I never met him and one of my housemates was like Marnie I don't I, I think you should let him go I think you should just accept you know you need to he's not good he's not you should just and I was like yeah but he 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 is good because he's my friend and he cares about me and you know I'm and I just wanted to believe so badly that we would actually meet mm. just 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 at least meet you know and I, I wasn't I wasn't deluded yes part of me believed that it could be possible that we could have a thing or you know fall in love whatever but I guess the other part of me was like well I just want to hang out with my friend you know who I've been talking to for a couple of years now and um, so my parents were, when I was finishing up in London, they were going to come overseas for a Euro trip, meet me, and we'd do some traveling together. Mm. And um, I, so he lived in this European city that happened to be one of the cities on my travel, you know, itinerary, itinerary yep. with my parents. And uh, it actually ended up that we were going to be in that city for four nights um, and it was his birthday at the time and he'd sort of said, yeah, you can, you know, it's going to be my birthday. You can meet, you can come to my birthday. And like, I knew he was going to be there with Lisa and I was like, mm. I was not going to, wasn't going to flirt, wasn't going to do anything wrong. Just wanted to meet my friend and meet his partner. And you know, that would have been nice. And he, um, he basically ghosted me again. Mm. Like when I was in, um, when I was in this city and I, <laughs> I, I meant to ask for permission. Do you mind? I don't have to do it. It's just, I wrote when I moved back from London, I found myself writing a poem mm. on the plane and it's a narrative poem. Could I read it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. I can't, I forgot to pull it up on my phone, but I do have it memorized. Okay. So it goes, oh, this is called bowing out. For everything you gave to me, you were never mine. Not quite in love, but loving. I pretended it was fine. So sadly understandable, yet looking back, unfair. You had kept me in my place and it was not my place to care. You got me drunk on heady wine, then left me on the shelf by pouring yourself out to me while sleeping next to someone else. You shared your feelings with me and you used me for your whims, a universe of wanting you hanging on a string. You built me floating castles but could never make them real while I languished in the feelings it was not my place to feel. A haze of desperation found me staring at the sun while the ones I loved were urging me look out for number one. I could see I was the captain in a sinking ship of fools and the sea was rushing in but you had given me no tools. I raised a flag to signal you. I called but you weren't there and by your silence I could tell you didn't really care. Abandoned in your city I was left to dry my tears. I was grieving for a friendship spanning several special years but through your lack of action you had left me with no doubt. From this maze of disappointment the only way was out. I saved myself by banning by bowing out I felt I had no choice in your chorus of duplicity I didn't have a voice and then you hit back by vanishing you left without a trace and I was left just a mental image of your face so nothing came of promises and nothing came of lust a galaxy of someday turned to interstellar dust I sifted through the ash of what had perished in the fire. Affection and connection and companionship, desire. It's funny how our relationship had come to mean so much since I never even heard your voice and never felt your touch. And even though I miss you, as I write this, oh God, <laughs> as I write this on a plane, in the slipstream of your absence, 
I will find my course again. Oh, I didn't expect oh, that to make me so emotional. That's beautiful, <laughs> The power of prose, ladies Thank and you. gentlemen. It's reflecting as you were reading, uh, well, not reading. Um, reciting. Uh, reciting, apologies. Um, the sort of whole situation struck me more that not only w- you weren't messed around by like a, a romantic interest, but also like a f- just a friend that you wanted to meet in a, shit, in a time in your life when you were a bit lost yeah. and a bit hurt and a bit confused yeah. in a strange part of the world it's a, a quite a, a sort of sad it's very sad to me that you only wanted a friend really you know and then there was an added layer on top of sort of romantic um mm. uh, tit-a-tete and, and sort of yeah. bullshit on top of it but yeah to have the base core of it you only you yeah, only wanted a friend figuring out loud and like some kind of like meeting him would have been some sort of certainty as mm. well like some kind of he was such a moving target for the whole yeah. time that you were friends yeah. that meeting him would have cemented something and I don't know what that mm. something yes, I don't, I don't know might either. have been mm. but so so you were in his city and, and he just goes to you and you never spoke again no or? there is more there is more and I don't want to ramble on for too long I'll, I'll keep it snappy but um, there is more we did yeah, not how did this wrap up yeah so oh god I remember it so well I was on this double decker bus with my parents like literally starting to cry um, and I saw this little boy who waved at me and I was like okay yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's all right. Things are okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So I moved home. We didn't speak after that so that was no I moved home in October and in November back in Australia living with my parents you know trying to work out what life was going to be for me I totally caved because I I deleted him from Facebook yeah. a few months before yeah good. I deleted him good. from Facebook yeah thank you one of my friends was like well he's not a great a good guy money and I'm no like, okay, okay so deleted and then I I caved and I emailed and I said I miss you because I did and um he emailed back and he said I miss you too and so then we started talking on Google chat so we didn't become Facebook friends again but we started talking and so this is late 2016 and he was uh at, at one point oh I'm getting the timeline confused at one point I said look if we're gonna be friends the, the flirting has to stop you know I want to be your friend good but mm. the flirting has to stop yes, I said that good. I did thank you I did yeah, I, good for you and I'd forgotten that but I saw in the messages that I read yesterday I was like no you did say that I was like I don't want to do this anymore I just want to be a friend man um and but then it started again you know he started getting flirty again and he and I was like oh I'm just gonna go for it I'll go with this and that is when I had I was like oh I finally understand cyber sex it's not just like it was in grade seven when you were on like yes. you know yahoo chat yes. having awkward cyber sex with strangers yes. um I was like oh it actually is kind of appealing when you are attracted to the person but anyway yes then it got it all bets were off and I still can't believe it but he was like I'd love to go to Asia and just travel and I'm like come to Asia it's near Australia please come to Asia I'd love to hang out with you um and so yeah things were pretty racy by that point and then um and he's still with Lisa yes yes still with Lisa the whole time and uh but you know obviously still their relationship was essentially over but they were still together so I don't even know what Mm, I thought at the point but um and then on New Year's Day of 2017 I was at a music festival at Woodford and uh he messaged and he's like, I know that the calendar, like New Year's Day, it's all just total arbitrary bullshit, but I can't do this anymore. It's tearing me apart. We need to stop talking. And I'm like, okay, okay. And um, so we didn't talk again, but I sent him an email a few days later and I'm like, um, I, I'm going to respect your wishes, but I hope you can see that you weren't fair to me. Don't worry. I'm never going to, you know, you'll never fucking hear from me again or something like that. Mm. I can't remember mm. the exact line, but I was like, yeah, okay. So that was that. That was that was our mate Johan. <laughs> right. Um, wow. What a fucking 
Oh, actually, there is more. Um, uh, so the whole time, because remember, I'd made friends with Johan and Bill. Bill mm. was an American. Oh, God. <laughs> I did not anticipate this when I tried to make friends online, but I fell for one of them and one of them fell for me. Uh, yes. um, so Bill was like super keen on me. He was he was very invested. And we never, again, we never met. We did talk on the phone a few times. Like, And I, he was a good friend, but he turned out that he wanted more than I wanted to give him. And then he became quite angry when I was like, I don't. Want more right. yeah, friendship sure. from you? Um, yeah, no, he so was super many garbage humans, super in this angry. Story. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, so I basically can't. But anyway, Bill and I had a falling out. weren't friends anymore because I didn't want to be more than a friend. And then he emailed and he's like, "Did you and?" Because I forgot to explain, he was Bill was friends with Lisa, internet uh, friends how? with Lisa. Okay. It was it was the same forum. It All was right. a big coincidence, right. but yep. it was the same forum. Gotcha. So um, Bill was friends with Lisa. I never spoke to her um but she knew I existed because I was friends with Johan yep and uh um she sent me a Facebook message she's like are you a real person because she thought it was Bill punking her and I'm like I'm a real person I'm in Sydney she's like woman to woman and I'm like yep wow and then we didn't speak again and I don't speak to any of them anymore yeah but um that was quite shocking because I was at work you know I was like and I was it was a jolt from the past but yes that is what happened wow the way the characters can appear and the connections we can all have mm-hmm. wow what a saga of just a, a, a lady looking for a friend basically like when it yeah. like that's what it started with you just wanted a friend and brief reach and it grew into a grotesque weird beast on top of that yeah i think i missed this whole chat room thing i know a lot of friends yeah, like I, I, were on forums and chat rooms and stuff like that and i feel like that's part of the reason i don't do app dating like i just don't feel like i can connect to people that i haven't met and i just like yeah. i don't, i feel like i have an inability to 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 form that kind you're of not, you connection. You're not used to doing it. You're not no, used to, here's the elevator pitch on, on, on me, baby. Wow. So, Marnie, what did you learn through all of this? What what have you learned now that you would like to impart on our listeners? Um, thank you for asking. I would like to believe that I know I'm worth more than, like, the crumbs of affection from someone who's in a relationship. I don't know. And, and like, I just... I, I needed to see the warning signs and walk away. I would hope yeah. that if that happened to me again, I would be like, no, I'm not going down this road. But at the time, I wasn't ready to see that. I didn't know. Mm. I think the biggest lesson that I continue to relearn and relearn is that if someone shows you who they are, yeah. believe them the yeah. first time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to yeah. believe. Um, and and I, you know, and I think this also goes back to the uh, boundaries episode that we chatted with our uh, communications guru Jess about is that if if you find yourself getting resentful of somebody it's because either you haven't set a boundary with them or you have and mm. you're not sticking with your own boundary mm. and I think that must have caused a lot of inner turmoil for you as well growing frustrated with a situation where somebody consistently wasn't meeting your needs mm. but you allowed them mm. to continue on with not meeting your needs yeah. I also personally like I would just I, I am such a skeptical person that I would just be like I don't believe you exist unless you talk to me on the phone unless you send me a video about yourself or unless we meet face to face like I I just I would immediately I don't know but I was, like yes. I know some friends who have these beautiful relationships with like physical letter writing pen pals whom they've never met before and everything like that but I'm just such a skeptical person that I'm just like nope you don't exist 
exist unless you're right in front of me. Yes, I was. My lesson learned was was uh, very much similar to yours, Liz. Just in your eagerness to f- to find and uh, to find new people or to experience new things, like it doesn't matter what it is. Basically, I think it's incumbent on you to put do some research. Do some research. Research your travel destination before you go. You know, and, and yeah. you sort of need to because then. Well, it's it's that whole thing of looking after number one. Yes, so if you had have right. had a, a little bit more, um, you know, I guess you would have felt a little bit safer in Edinburgh because you would have not based your trip so mm-hmm. much totally. on oh, absolutely. other people and then kind of based it on yourself. And I guess that's the horrible danger of when you're, when you're lonely or depressed mm. and trying to seek um, fulfilment in others. Oh, and yeah. it's something that I've definitely done many times in my life, you know, where you try and fill that hole in your life. Yeah. And I'm not being sexual, so please get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> but when you try and fill what's missing in your life with something that is external to you, it almost always isn't going to satisfy you yeah. because it's something that you need to be happy with in yourself. And God, that's something I still work on every single day. Oh, me like too. I'm a lot yeah. happier than I was mm-hmm. years ago. But there are still things that I know that I seek external validation from that I really should be seeking internal validation totally. from. Totally. It's, it's a fucking it's a, hard though. It guys. is a process. Oh, and yes. it's an everyday process. Mm. It's a choosing yourself first every day. Like um, and, and choosing things that nourish your own soul without sounding too woo-woo um, in order to make sure that, you know, you can do your proper vetting when you meet new people and mm. make sure that they're not taking from your cup more than they're filling from it and things like that. Got to sound all like yes. spiritually woo-woo today. That's it's not true. I've just had big chats in the last couple of days about, about you know, friendships that, you know, take, take from you more than they give mm. or yes. friendships mm. that don't take anything from you but they also don't give to you. Like it's just what working out the balance but making sure that you look after your own needs first so that you've never put your whole self in the position of being completely lost when someone else abandons you. You know mm. what I mean? Does that make I, sense? No, it doesn't. Yeah. I agree. You're on fire, Liz, <laughs> at, at the tail end of this episode. I just wish I'd put a few more swear words in there. I don't feel like I'm on brand today. We can edit Fuck it, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, Marnie, thank you so much for being um, yes. very vulnerable and, and, and sharing that vulnerability with us today. Um, and and talking about something that I'm sure a lot of our our readers will be able to identify either in a literal or in an emotional sense of just feeling lost and trying to to connect with Mm, other humans and being let down by the fact that they're garbage people. Uh, Well, he was anyway. (laughs) Thank you for the opportunity. You're very welcome. Um, If anyone at home uh, listened and enjoyed this episode, please rate, uh, review our little show. We'd love that. On your podcaster of choice, uh, every little bit helps we're, we're appearing on charts all over the world i know we're, we're we were, on china we were charting we're in, in israel recently yeah, <laughs> oh wow amazing we've been trending in brazil oh, we've been yeah. trending in china it's we're, bizarre so uh, it's it's slowly happening boys and girls it's slowly happening uh join our our group on facebook boys of uh, boys <laughs> ghost <laughs> of boyfriends past group therapy i'm sorry it's such a mouthful that is my fault a self-running little little ecosystem a little there. community of people who we chat with others um, write us a, a 
at Ghosts of Boyfriends Past at Gmail. Send your stories, long, short, whatever, to, yep. to us there. We can read them out for you if you want them to be read on a show. Um, and if you'd like to be a guest on our episode, uh, you can go to that's not canon.com forward slash Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. We've got a form. It's pretty much like writing your name, giving us a couple of dot points. It's not even hard, guys. Like, you can do this. I believe in you. Write in, become a guest on our show, seek immediate fame. You know, that's that's what we do. We're the star makers here on Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Um, I have been Liz Best. And Tom Harris. And look, guys, just, just look after yourself first, okay? Just, just do it. <laughs> What we do here is go back, 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 back. And we're back. And we're back with another episode of the Wait, Bros- wait, 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 James, James. They might not know who we are yet. Oh, right. This is a promo. Well, I'm James. And I'm Matt. And together, we're the Bros and Brews podcast. We're coming at you every week with worldly discussions, an art meets life questions podcast. What three albums would you take to a deserted island? How comfortable are you with sex and sexuality? Is it ethical to have children? What actually makes a great actor? We use our personal experiences, the craft of acting, and pop culture as a springboard to discuss everything. From uncomfortable truths, demonized issues, and problems often swept under the rug. But don't worry. We have fun along the way. Come join us for our weekly chicken, and we'll see you next time. Peace! Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The ancient and esoteric order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.